Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got a great refund compliance, but first, a story from Ancient Educator 76. You have to eat it on your break for it to be free? Fine by me. Fish in my mouth as we speak. I never take a break, save for a number one visit to the bathroom. Nearly everyone else in my fast food establishment takes 20 minutes plus in smoke breaks or sit down breaks to eat their meals. I have a wife and three kids at home who love eating food I bring home. So I skip my break and take the food home at closing, along with the occasional food that's going to be tossed anyway. I got into the system of making sandwiches for myself ahead of time and heat lamp them so I can just leave without leaving a mess. All of a sudden, one of my managers gets happy and says, You know, I'm going to have to start charging you for all this. I thought he was kidding. Either way, just in case I said, Well, I never take a break. You know that. So when else am I going to eat it? The next evening, he rung up the items for me to pay for at the end of the night. I paid and decided I'd begin my malicious compliance now. I decided to start taking my 20-minute break, eating my food for free. Now we're slammed. I still saved some for my kids. I could get used to this. Oh, and the malice came in the form of knowing that my mid-shift break is crunch time. That's why I never took those breaks. Way too busy. When you hear of people like OP who say, Oh, I never take breaks. We get really slammed during crunch time. Do you think that these people are crazy for not taking the breaks that they could take? I know if I was in OP situation, I would want to be taking breaks whenever I could. I'd love to know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Bell Apprehensive 5693 Hire me to do a job and won't let me do it? Okay. I worked in a feed testing lab for years getting through college. Long story short, we used a fancy machine to look at the nutrient profile of animal feed. In the four years I worked there, I picked up some pretty handy skills, like calibrating this $100,000 machine. I had to leave that job for part of my education and chose to not go back after that semester due to it being 20 plus miles away in another town. So I took a similar lab job at a local milk processing plant. After the initial training on all of their equipment, I started working on their huge backlog of moisture samples on a very similar machine to what I ran at the feed lab. My manager, literally my age, same university, graduated at the same time, we even took classes together, even went as far as reminding me that this is why I was hired. Once a month we had to calibrate. So as I ran the appropriate tests and started the calibration process, my manager, who had never worked the lab, starts berating me that I'm doing it wrong. In a rather loud, the plant manager used the term unprofessional discussion, I warned her I would have no part of the blame for this bad calibration, and she began insulting my education, a lowly AG degree versus her biology degree, etc. Okay boss, we'll do it your way. And we did until I left, two months later to use my degree. I found out after I left that there was a huge recall of millions of pounds of product because of a moisture issue. It's almost like somebody warned them. 
Sometimes, no matter how hard you try, you just can't fix stupid. Sometimes, if somebody is so dead set on making an awful decision, there's just nothing you can do. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is by Shixie Peep. Why did the auditor cross the road? Because they looked in the file and that's what was done last year. For those of you reading this that have never worked an audit, let me give you some background. Each job is run by an audit manager and basically their word goes. Now the first rule of audit is you start with the walkthroughs. Going through the entire process with an example transaction, technically in case you need to make any changes to the testing approach or risk assessment, but practically it's mostly so that you know what you're doing for the testing. But for this particular job, Deborah booked me in for a week of testing off-site before visiting the client for a walkthrough. And the working paper, the spreadsheet we record test results on, was atrocious. I have six different reports for each sample transaction, and the working paper doesn't detail which report the information is from. The formula used to calculate errors are a mess, full of hard-coded figures. It's a nightmare to follow. As I'm working through the working paper, I'm making little changes. Adding in the report name, moving columns around so they follow the order you encounter them on the report, changing the error calculations. I get it to a place I'm satisfied with and hand it to Deborah for review. Well, Deborah is not happy at all. She's been doing this job for years and she liked it the way it was. I explained why I made changes and asked which bits weren't working for them and I could go back over those parts. As an example, there were parts of the paper that used different methods to display errors. I liked one better, so I used it across the paper. Deborah surely couldn't state that they liked it one way in one place, but disliked it in another place, right? Wrong. It was easier before, Deborah says. She had to spend time trying to understand the changes, which meant it took longer to review. And then Deborah gives me the following instructions. Just use last year's template and enter this year's data. Don't change the template at all or any of the formula. So I did exactly that. It took half an hour and the result was absolute nonsense. Even a glance over it would reveal that the error calculations were glaringly incorrect. I was hoping she would immediately see this and we could have an adult discussion about how to change it. A couple months go by and nothing. I take a look at the file and the working paper is completely different. It's not the same as last year's, and it's not mine, and at this point I'm pissed. I drop in a feedback meeting because I tried to hand in work I was proud of, and if it's not good enough, I want her to at least tell me how I can improve. I just want Deborah to engage with me at this stage. It turns out Deborah handed the job to someone else to redo. When they came back, Deborah was still unhappy and redid it again herself, making many of the same changes I'd made initially. As we run through, I realized that Deborah's using a different report for the first section. So when she came to review it, she couldn't tie my figures up to the correct report, gave up after the first section, and instead of explaining the problem in a way that I could go through and fix it, just asked for it to be redone in the prior year's format. Of course, when I redid it, I used the wrong numbers again. Moreover, if Deborah had booked the walkthrough in before I did the work initially, I'd have known which report to use and could have avoided the mess altogether. The budget is blown out of the water with all the additional time on the job. But hey, unlike Deborah, I'm not graded on that. Is it just me or does Deborah have kind of a fake it till you make it kind of vibe about them? Like it seems like they can only do things that were formatted specifically one way. 
And if a situation arises that takes a little bit of thinking through, a little bit of extra brain power, it just seems like Deborah is falling off. As a supervisor, they can't even effectively take over themselves. Our next story is from Firebird Rider, The Refund. I've been ordering groceries from Walmart for the last year since I've been unable to get a caregiver and I have a compromised immune system. If you get a cold, it kills me variety. I also have a broken back and a condition that makes me dislocate every bone when I move. I've transitioned into frozen dinners to not starve and I can't just eat anything. My body is terrible at being alive. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. So I get food assistance, and the SNAP system of EBT uses a debit card-style system. I've only had two orders without issues in the last year. Instead of the food I've ordered, things I received range from a plastic footlocker full of marshmallows to airborne allergens that put me in the hospital because instead of the egg, cheese, and potato bowls, someone went, this customer needs a ready-made cucumber salad. This is the same. It's so reliable a thing, my neighbors wait for my texts listing their available free food options. This week it's pineapple mango juice. I'm allergic to pineapple. I pretty quickly mastered the refund system. After a third time, however, the system started making me call. Every single time. Then I was told, you need to open a dispute with your cardholder. I say, are you sure? I'm only missing a $5 item. They say, yes, we no longer believe you're missing items. I say, I just sent you photographs of everything in the bags. You admit I didn't order those mushrooms. Why are you saying I lied? They say, too many returns. So I call up the EBT system and detail everything. I offer photos of every single order. At this point, I had three they were refusing refunds on. It took just four weeks for anyone to actually talk to me. I'd have been hung up on many times. EBT doesn't need my evidence. 
We get this all the time. I see partial refunds on two of these, so they'll automatically refund the whole order, and our investigation team will look at the others. If they do need that evidence, we will call you. I woke up to full refunds for six orders, because in investigation, they decided that I should have those others too. So Walmart paid me back $800 instead of $5. The best part is, they're not making me call EBT to refund. They just do it now, and I know I can have a nice meal on my birthday. Now, I don't know how Walmart could screw up that bad, but if I'm an OP situation, I take that money and run. I don't feel bad for Mr. Sam Walton, I'll tell you that much. Our next story is from Parsiesca, smiling all the way home. At one point in my career, I worked for a major telecom. We did tech support for their VoIP product. Their documentation was lacking, and I worked in their escalation team. To make things easier for me, I built a website with screenshots of the interface for their device, along with common routers to explain what to do for analysts that called me. Mostly just to make life easier for me, but it was significantly better than their documentation. So many people used it to do their job. The company has a term-to-perm contract with the union that said, if anyone was still employed after three years, the company had to make a permanent position available for them. I was nearing my three years, but was already planning to quit to go to college. One day I came in and was immediately called in to meet with the managers. They pulled the corporate playbook combo move. One, we did a random audit and found you used your computer for personal use. We are giving you a letter of warning for that. Sign here. Two, we're giving you a personal review right now. If you have a letter of warning, the highest rating we can issue is needs improvement, so we're giving you that rating. Sign here. Three, your contract states if you need improvement at any time, you can be job completed. This isn't termination, we're simply calling your contract complete early. Security will walk you out. So after they walked me out, I listened to happy music the whole drive home. Why, you ask? Enter malicious compliance. The documentation I created was on my own website, was not sanctioned by work, and as it was on my own website, it had proprietary information that I shouldn't have. But also, their traffic didn't benefit me as I was no longer employed. So naturally, I took the whole website down. From the start, I'd configured the whole site to force refresh anytime the page loaded so they wouldn't use cache data. I got calls from my coworkers that night that suddenly the entire department had no idea how to do their job. I just love hearing stories of absolutely stellar workers and companies so quick to dispatch them, discredit them, or otherwise make them disgruntled, and it just totally craters whatever division they were working in. Honestly, it's like a weird form of a really high compliment. They legitimately needed you. And our final story of the day is from that one author. If you don't like it, you can leave. Alright then. My dad works for an employee-owned civil construction company. They make water processing plants among other public utility buildings. Contracts can range from 10 to $50 million and more after expenses. They spend the vast majority of said budget on materials. Again, millions of dollars. One company they get parts from is their main supplier of pipes and plumbing doohickeys. They spend about a third of their budget with them, again especially in water treatment plants. He's even received rewards for being one of their top 5 customers. Two years ago, it was a fire hydrant cookie jar which he found hilarious. This particular job was on the east coast in a state where my dad has yet to work. As such, he goes to the office personally to meet these people. 
On principle, mind you, he's just that kind of guy. He meets the staff, or most of them. What he didn't know was that one lady was out that day, her day off. Eventually, the budget had been worked out, and the structural base had been mostly completed. So my dad calls the suppliers to place his order. You know exactly who he gets, the one lady he didn't get to meet. So the conversation goes a bit like this. Dad says, Hello, this is Dad. I need to order some parts. The lady says, Of course. Do you have an account with us? Dad says, Yes, this is construction company. The lady types a bit and says, I'm sorry, but I don't see an account for this construction company. Dad says, Yes, we do. Could you please check again? She says, I'm afraid we don't have an account for this construction company. Now, it's important to note that A, my dad takes no crap, and he knows she didn't recheck because he couldn't hear her rather loud keyboard typing, and B, to create an account requires a credit history check, which can take 5-10 to business days to get done. This company, my dad included, runs a tight ship, so this is entirely unacceptable. Dad says, look, can I speak with owner? I met him yesterday and I would like to clear this up quickly. The lady says, I'm afraid owner is unavailable right now. I could create an account for you if you'd like. Dad says, look, I need to buy $70,000 of prep materials and I need them by next week. Please try again to find our account. This construction company is one of your top clients. And if you ask me to create a new account, I will go elsewhere. The lady, still not trying again, says, I apologize for the inconvenience. If you feel that you could get better service elsewhere, then you're free to do so. My dad immediately hung up fuming. He had to take two more days and 10,000 more dollars, but he got the parts on time. He then came into the office a week later, passed by the front desk and knocked an owner's door. Sir, you can't be back here. Wouldn't you know it was the lady from before? My dad just waited, and when owner opened the door, he greeted dad like an old friend. After explaining the situation, the owner immediately called the lady in, calmly berated her, and showed her exactly how to find this construction company in the future. My dad isn't someone to get people fired, better to humiliate them into competence. The owner then called corporate, who authorized a 10% discount on piping as an apology. This contract had a piping budget of $9 million, so that discount went straight to profits. As a stockholder, that goes to my dad's pockets as well. He's never had a problem before, nor since. Honestly, like, although OP's dad wasn't out for blood, a person who works in this field and works with high-profile clients that are paying thousands of dollars, any kind of behavior like that should have probably have been a fireable offense. For them to say, sorry, if you're not happy here, just look elsewhere. No, you cannot say that to somebody that's wanting to spend tens of thousands of dollars. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another compliance story that was absolutely crazy, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.